Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Arca Bar for the first ever live dollar podcast in Adelaide. Would you please put your hands together and make some noise for the stars of the dollop, Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds! We can be. Yep. We're good. That was uh. But it get the the last the second half the last two thirds is where it gets. Um. So today. Thank you. I came out of a lady's vagina a long time ago. Fuck yeah. Yeah, on this day. Yeah. Right out of the yeah. vagina. And then later you came in one. I did. Yeah. It's full circle. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's like the Lion King, but... Uh, yep. And I guess time... it's like the Lion King, actually. Ladies and gentlemen, Justin Hamilton! Please, Hamo, don't hurt him. Hey, I got a balloon! Yeah. Hey, I Should we get some sandbags so he doesn't... He it's walked four birthday. miles today. It's my birthday. It's I don't want him to float birthday. away. Yep. Fuck yeah, that's like yeah. a big old gay disco I was, uh, I, was <laughs> I was actually going to get about 50 more, but I was scared we'd turn into a live version of Up. <laughs> anyway, I have my glasses. I don't know what he, I don't know what he said. Uh, Extra live version? It was um, it was some classic Adelaide polite heckling. Oh, fair. I haven't seen much of your city except for that mile. It's a good mile, though. Yeah, mm. it's a fucking cracking mile. Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it a uh, couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing was walking past a shop that was closed, and on the outside there was a sign that said, uh, "We will be closed this weekend. I'll be in the hospital." Yeah. Yeah, everyone in oh, Adelaide uh, went, oh, Gary. Okay, yeah. no worries. <laughs> it's Gareth. Oh, sorry. Oh, my bad. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah. No, no, no. no. You guys, yeah. there was a hole. There was a hole inside of you that just was like, thank wouldn't, you. I don't know where I'm at with the name anymore. It wouldn't uh, be a, it wouldn't I used be, to have one. It, it wouldn't be a live dollop without a Gary chant. Even like three years from now, people are going to be like, Gary, Gary. Yeah. No, but there have been a couple of those where there's like nine strong and then a bunch of people are like, what's happening? What are we doing? I don't care. And I think it was in my dream, but... What? You, you had a dream? <laughs> yep, I sure did. June 28th, 1844! <laughs> By the way, if you don't know, we'll be doing stand-up after the show at the Rhino Room. Yeah. Tickets are still available. What's up, girl? <laughs> S- super weird start. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to start in Ireland. Uh, are we? John Boyle O'Reilly. Oh, he was, was Irish? Yep. John Boyle O'Reilly. Yeah, that's a shocking. It is wow. shocking. He sounds very Polish. Yeah. Yeah. He's born in Ireland, four miles above the town of Drogheda. What, in the air? Yeah, like... <laughs> He's on the Gulliver's Travel Cloud? Yeah. Oh, you know what happened. It was a... Way. Hey! 
I shouldn't have hopped on her stomach. <laughs> He'll be back. They're always back. They're always come back. Checking the time. <laughs> uh, he was born in Douth Castle. Right now there's some guy in Ireland going, it's not fucking Douth! <laughs> uh... John's father, William David O'Reilly, was the headmaster at the Netterville Institution that was built on the grounds of the Douth Castle. The Neverville? The Netterville. Netterville. Okay. Nice. Both of John's parents were known for their literary talent. His mother, Eliza, was very intelligent and hospitable. Although they had five daughters and three sons, all of whom showed poetic qualities. Hmm. Wow, that Is must that have weird? been fun around yeah. Christmas time, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Just sitting around, writing fucking haikus. Yep. I'm so cold and yep. depressed. Well, they also were like, well, when we're retired, they'll take care of us. Yeah. A lot of money in poetry. Just all... <laughs> yeah. Kids, like classic kids fighting. My poetry's better than yours. <laughs> My poetry's... <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this up. And <laughs> We've done our fun. best. There's some ups, some downs, the glasses. But John had the most poetic talent. Okay. From a young age, he was known to be a brave and good-humored boy. He wasn't easy to anger. Having a good education, he left home at the age of 11 to be an apprentice. 11. I don't know what happened back then. I mean, that's a child. And yeah. he's like, so long, Mom and Dad, I've learned how to add. And then off he fucking went. Yeah. That was it. And rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> he can well, add and rhyme. Well, he's a, like I said, he's, he's a, a poet. poet. Yeah. He's Everything a poet. He says. Wait, what is he? Uh, a poeter. Yeah. A poeter? Right. A poeter. Thank yeah. you. He's good at Because he did poetry. Yeah. yeah. He became an apprentice in uh, the printing office of a local paper. The money he earned was given to his family. So this is uh, slavery. Yeah. Sure. Right. A little bit Child of child slavery. slavery. Sure. Yeah. After Listen, f- but you like your clothes, right? I do. Same. I do like my clothes. Same shit. Uh, after four years, the owner of the paper died, and that was the end of the apprenticeship. Well, he was 17. It was time for No, he's 15. To... Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm talking about he... the head of the printer. Yeah. Mine was oh. a joke. But... Oh, you were making a joke about the age of the guy. Yes, people died young. Go ahead. <laughs> he was a poeta. As you were. Take a dramatic sip. Oh, boy. That is dramatic. That is... An uncle of his was the captain of a ship. And when he came to town, he offered to take John to Preston to visit his aunt. Is that his aunt? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. because you come here and you meet your aunt. Do you know what I mean? On no. a Friday night, she's usually at the bar having a drink. <laughs> Do you know Next what I mean? Thing you know, that, you're fucking her. I, I hear you, Justin. Is that my aunt? Yep. Hey, like if she's going to be drinking champagne. The, <laughs> are you talking about the kind of aunt that blows you by a dumpster? Well, not necessarily by a dumpster. <laughs> I'll tell you what, in dirty dumpsters, there's a lot of ants. Yeah. <laughs> Easy to get your... Yeah. Anyway. Oh. Yeah, Dirty Dumpster I saw was a whole different movie. Yeah. Yeah. So it was about uh, bottoms. It was more of a Tony Abbott thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Local. That joke sort of hit like it was in Parliament a little bit. It was very divided. Yep. There's some people in this audience who are huge Tony Abbott supporters. 
Or they were confused. You're having going at an Australian and then halfway through they remembered it was Tony Abbott and it doesn't quite count because he's half man, half lizard. So... <laughs> That's a, that's a fact. Like, that's a fact. No, I like, agree. We all know that, don't we, Australia, no. right? No. Yeah. Well, who yeah. else eats onions? Right. Just a fucking raw onion, a right. lizard person. Yeah. yeah. Reptilians. Yeah. John took the invitation to visit his aunt and soon found himself working at The Guardian, where he eventually became a reporter. Preston was a big Catholic city with a large Irish population. That's weird. It was originally called Priest Town. Jesus oh, wow. Holy fuck. Yeah. <sighs> Do not want to go there. Yeah, keep Man. your eyes on the suns. Let's party right up until 6 p.m., right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> when the lights go down, the boys scatter. Yeah. <laughs> run! <laughs> run, boys, run! Run! Go back to the sky where you were born. Add <laughs> it up to here with you sky boys. <laughs> no, Johnny, don't go in there. It's Priest Town. Get your asshole ready. You go in a boy and come out a man. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to be honest, I enjoyed the creep of that one. You could also also come in a boy and then just go out a man. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking priest town. (laughs) A year after after coming to Preston, he joined the 11th Lancashire Rifle Volunteers. So now he's like 16. 16 and handling rifles. Uh, That aren't priest dicks. (laughs) He he was an enthusiastic soldier. After three and a half years, his father ordered him home. His apprenticeship at the Guardian had ended, and it was time to get a job at an Irish paper. Sure. Right? Uh, Yes. When in Preston, surrounded... The Petotian! <laughs> oh, the Petotian. Petotian. Um, 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 uh, so, when he was in Preston, he, you know, being surrounded by a bunch of Irishmen, he became uh, obsessed with the idea of revolution in Ireland. He dreamed of making his country free. Oh, boy. Not good. Not end well. no. The Finian movement. Oh no, oh. we're back. Wow, Jesus. they're everywhere. How the fuck did I just find out about these dudes two months ago, and all they've tried to do is take over nations? Yeah. <laughs> well, that might have been. If you haven't heard uh, the past month's episode, you didn't do your homework. There's a lot of Finian stuff happening. Yeah. Uh, I I did that episode because we we're going to do this episode. Oh, that's a shame. What? Nothing. <laughs> The Finian movement was a fraternal... By the way, people giving me shit for fucking not pronouncing Finian online, and then I send them a link to the Oxford Dictionary sounding it out, and they still say I'm wrong. want to kill people. Yeah. No, no, no. The, these the Adelaide people are the people to explain this to because we're the only place in, the, in Australia that pronounces Lego correctly. So that's... Right? Wait, how right. do you pronounce it? Lego. Like, correctly. That's how we pronounce it. Yeah. Right, like it's spelled. L-A-G-O. Yeah. L-A-Y-G-O. Right, exactly. With a little hyphen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. You know how I feel about are a little you, hyphen. You, of course, you've always loved a little hyphen. Just in the middle. Between the lay and the go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you used to do stand-up under, just in the middle. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. On the little hyphen. When you were a ventriloquist act. Yeah. Just in the middle, a little hyphen. Yeah. 
it was a hell of a two hours. And g'day, folks. Thank you very much. Here you? they wow, come. Wow, that is... Beers. How about okay. that guy? Thank Someone's you. a fucking champion. Yeah. Now, th- now that's a heckle. Yeah. That's how you heckle. And when... It, and in about half an hour's time, when this becomes incomprehensible, blame him. Yeah. <laughs> and then come watch the stand-up show. <laughs> and then blame us. <laughs> so... The Finian movement was a fraternal organization dedicated to the establishment of an independent Irish republic. In the 1860s, Ireland was considered pacified. This was the case because millions had died in the potato famine. There were just a fewer people to be discontented. That's how you, that's how you do it. Thin the herd. Yeah, thin them. Yeah. Via the potato. Uh, but the Finians were still planning a revolution. Of, One, I mean, of course. Yeah. Oh, they don't stop. Oh, they did. Yeah. Uh, one way they went about this was uh, being trained as soldiers. They did this by joining the British Army. In 1860, more than 30% of the British Army were Irishmen. And John O'Reilly became one of those men when he enlisted in May 1863. At the same time, because his true objective was to overthrow the British government, he was committing an act of treason. It sounds treasonous. The penalty for treason was death. Sounds fucking rough. So this could end on the first page. It's harsh. Well, you have, like, way more pages, so well, there's no way. They're all blank. Like, reading off an iPad, you could make that. Well, I don't see. know about that. No, yeah. we know for sure. No, it's, yeah. it could all be the same page. What's happening? What? Huh? Irish clovers. But once the British figured out what was going on, they realized they had a uh, Irish problem. If that An if Irish that problem. Many, yep. <laughs> the Irish problem. Yeah. If that many soldiers were Irishmen, then sentencing guilty Finians to death might have terrible consequences. Meanwhile, 19-year-old John began trying to recruit Irish soldiers soldiers into the ranks of Finians. 19. 19. Yep. And he was good at it because John had a certain something about him. Sure. Well, he was good with poetry. Yeah. 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 He was great with poetums. A personal magnetism that attracted his fellow man to the calls. He was called the life of the barracks. The life of the barracks. Man, yeah. you want to be that guy. Fuck. The yeah. life of the barracks. MVP of the barracks? Oh, Come on. shit. Everything yeah. that goes down in the barracks. Fuck yeah. Fuck, man. Barracker. Like, sometimes he sleeps on the top bunk. Oh, man, he's crazy. Sometimes bottom. Sometimes uh, neither. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, this dude. He's the MVP This the dude's barracks. fucking nuts. He's just drinking potatoes by the fucking gallon. Eating potatoes, drinking them. He doesn't care. Stuffing him up his ass for a slow release. That's what he's doing. One time. Just one time. time. One time. But that's why he's the MVP of the barracks. That's why he's unpredictable and we love him. (laughs) Great guy. Good poet. John put another potato in his ass. (laughs) Every time he does it, all the barracks just laugh and laugh. <laughs> How does he do it every time? He reinvents himself over and over again. <laughs> Slow carb release. <laughs> well, then he shoots it across the room. <laughs> and he screams, I'm an Irishman. He was also a model soldier, quick to learn and always following the rules, while singing treasonable songs and ballads in the barracks. In the barracks. That's, I mean, a tell. Right? Wow. Yeah. That's a giveaway. I feel like if you're singing songs about treason yeah. in the bit barracks of the army that... Yeah. 
Yes. I think, so, it's bad. I, don't, I don't want to say anything, but I think one of the people here might be thinking of committing treason. I fuck the British, they're the fucking worst. Oh, fuck, I get them, they'll fucking die. Every fucking time. What? Mm? This is the uh, uh, British army there. Uh, but, you know, it's just woman that's fucking signed, bro. It's stuck in my fucking head. What do you want? <laughs> British are pompous, I will slit their throats. I will slit their throats for Mother Ireland. Mother Ireland, you wanna fucking kill the Brits? Cause I'm fucking hate the Brits. I'm only here to kill the Brits. Hey, I'm here to kill the Brits. What's happening with it? Are you seriously giving the hell Hitler, bro? What the fuck? Wait, did we get a did we get a Hitler? Not only one, I felt like it was a press conference and I looked down and he's going like this. What? Wait. That's the problem with sitting in the front row. You can't see behind yeah. you, you're the only one. Yeah. Wait, he's trying to lead from the front. Yeah. He's made a terrible mistake. You're in the first strike. Get in the third. Yeah. It's all right. How did you come up with Hit- Hitler? Yeah. It's, it's Adolf Hipster. Don't worry about him. He's just determined that we're going to drink coffee on time. Can't believe we're here with Adolf Hister. <laughs> the British government sent spies in amongst the soldiers to investigate how the far the Finians had spread. One of those was the head... Finians had spread. Oh, yeah. Oh, they they are a herpy. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> One of those was head constable Talbot. Talbot was said to have converted many soldiers to the Finian cause himself while betraying them all to the government. So he is... Yes, explain. Okay, so, so he's recruiting guys yes. and then fucking them over. You know, you should, uh, you should be a Finian with us. We're going to fuck the government. Okay. And you like to be co- a Finian? Yeah. He's a Finian! Wait, yeah. no, what the fuck? I just a... said... Yeah, no, you... that one right there. No, but you just Fucking said... Fucking cunt. You recruited me, dude. What the fuck? Huh? You just recruited me. What's that? Fuck you, man. I wish I never came over here. Tabo was said to have converted many of them, uh, all the while betraying them to the government. He would later be shot dead on a Dublin street. That's how I want to go. That's how, well, that's what happens when you, uh, you know. What? When you fuck guys over. They, you get killed in Dublin. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you want to go? You want to get shot on the street? In Dublin. In Dublin. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. anywhere. Not anywhere. Fuck. Not in Dublin. After fucking over people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to go in a betrayal shoot in the yeah. streets of Dublin. I always have. Yeah. Since a boy. That's why this is so gratifying. This has been a dream for a long time. Yeah. This is bucket list stuff. Yeah. Uh, Whereabouts is on the bucket list, is it? Very high. I mean, right. yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's below skydiving while fucking, but... Yeah. What isn't? What isn't? Am I right? <laughs> yeah, fucking oath, mate. Nothing. Yeah. Uh... On September 15th, the hammer dropped. The Irish People newspaper was seized. The editors were arrested. This was one of the hearts of the movement. From there, they found letters from soldiers to other soldiers. None of the letters had been destroyed. The government had all they needed, and arrests began. Soon, it was John O'Reilly's turn. Oh, boy. They pushed him uh, to inform, but he would not. In his cell, he wrote poetry. Of course. Yeah. Uh, he, was, he was a poeta. Yeah, no, he was big in the poetisms. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Sometimes on paper and sometimes on the walls of his cell using a nail. Well, go with paper always in that yeah. situation. I yeah. mean, let's think long term. Yeah. There. The poems are just about how fucking horrible it is to do that into concrete. Yeah. Fuck me hands. <laughs> 
Oh, this takes forever. Fuck it, it's done. <sighs> that poem is an H. <laughs> he was charged with mutiny. Several soldiers testified against him. O'Reilly was convicted of mutiny and sentenced to 20 years in prison. All the Finian soldiers were branded with the letter D for deserter on their chests. You should totally do uh, an F. Like for Finian? Yeah. Dublin, fucking love it. (laughs) (laughs) Are you a deserter? No, no, absolutely not. Fucking country pride, mate. Right. Over my no fucking way. What's the D for? Dublin. Oh, right. Yeah. Dublin or nothing. (laughs) (laughs) No sleep till Dublin. 90% Dublin. Or hippo. O'Reilly was then marched through the streets and two other con- convicted Finians with him chained together. So they just marked him through the streets so people would throw shit at him. And, yeah. And be, it was like yeah, a giant Lucky fuck. Charms. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> uh, they were then shipped to England where they were put in solitary confinement as they awaited the severe physical punishment that had been given as part of their sentences. Well, <laughs> severe physical punishment. Ten burpees. Followed by 10 star jumps. <laughs> yeah. Then run around for a mile. We want you to walk a mile to the gym. Yeah. Go to the gym. Walk we- a mile home. Realize you forgot your glasses. Go back up to the gym. And then come back. And then hop on one leg. For about five minutes. That's enough now, lad. In their cells, the prisoners <laughs> communicate with each other by tapping on pipes. I said, Gary, Gary, it's fucking Gareth. (laughs) That's fucking time. Yeah, but it takes longer to tap out the Gareth, so I'm doing Gary. Fuck you, you tapped it, it takes longer to tap by fucking saying that. So that's way fucking longer than it would just take to take, say fucking Gareth, you fucking asshole. It's just fucking longer. Fuck you, motherfucker. Can you keep it down in the cell next door? I'm trying to drink scotch. Oh, shit. We woke up Mickey. <laughs> Mickey. Old Mickey. Old Mickey. Fucking Mickey, mate. Uh, 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 so uh, they're tapping on the pipes, and they served their time in solitary confinement. The three were then chained together again and marched back through the city to another prison. They have weird rules. In... Yeah. yeah. Uh, there they were put in uh, cells, which just received ventilation from where the bathrooms were. That's, wow. that's like when you sit on the plane in the last row. Yeah. Like, oh boy. It's a little bit worse. Nah, it sounds like the exact same thing. You can't recline. It's hell on earth. Yeah. It's like a prison. It really is. It is like a prison. Oh, so bullshit. Yeah. You can oh. sit there for an hour. Ah. Takes it's ages the, for the cart to come down. Just, it's just like prison. prison. It's prison. Whatever they're going through, it, I've been through it, yeah. baby. I can relate too. Yeah. I feel like we've done hard time on flights. God damn yeah, it. Fucking oath, How long it takes to get here? Qantas? It's trapped oh. in the 70s. I, yeah. I feel like the guys who were in prison cells right next to the shit rooms were, had it worse than your little flights. Well. I guess we're saying potato, potato on this one, Dave. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, they then tried to escape, but were caught, and they uh, were sent to Portsmouth where the uh, worst prisoners were sent. They tried to escape again and were caught again, and then they got bread and water for a month. At some point, there's going to be nothing for them to lose anymore. No meat! Uh, They were then sent to Dartmoor Prison, which was the worst prison in England. Okay. 
One uh, one uh, of them died the day he was re- was released. The other lived that's a life tough. Yeah, that's hard. Freedom. <laughs> it was too much for them. Yep. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? I've got all these options. Oh, I've got a lot of stuff planned for my fucking life. Train. Uh, the other one lived a life of endless pain. Okay, well, just that's all we got on him. Yep. Yeah. yeah that's all he got. Didn't get a memoir. They, we just it's got not his about diary, them. and it Didn't was like, get... "Dear diary, endless pain." Yeah. Oh, it fucking hurts again. June thirtieth, diary is just endless. <laughs> to, endless oh, pain. To be ouch. To be ouch. To be ouch. Oh, to... <laughs> Even putting the potato up me ass does not help. And that's just crossed out. <laughs> Endless pain. <laughs> the food at uh, Dartmoor Prison was so bad that the prisoners ate candles. What? Whoa, that's Whoa, bad sh- food. Wow, that's bad. When you are thinking I would prefer a waxy diet, yeah. that is... That's what fill me up. Eating yeah. candles? Yeah. Uh, well, it's ate, a, it's a light cuisine. That's yeah, what it is. It really is. They ate. I'm gluten-free, so yeah. Yeah. I'm only doing candles. Yeah. And I don't eat the wick. No, no wicks. No wicks. That's carbs. Where... Empty carbs. That's where it is. <laughs> uh, they drank boot oil. But wait, I think we... Whoa, spent... wait, hang on. What the fuck? fuck? I mean, I'm still getting over the candle well, shit. Boot oil? Like, yeah. to grease up your boots? Yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, man. Well, if you're going to eat candles, you're going to knock mean, it back gotta, with some yeah, boot The juice. wax is very thick. Yeah. You have to... <laughs> you've got to have something that can break <laughs> it down. Boot oil. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's boot very... Juice. It's very filling. Sure, yeah. yeah. You've been to a boot juice before. Like, uh, they're all around town. <laughs> love a good boot juice. I'm always at the boot juice. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're always... <laughs> I'll have a kale boot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a smoothie boot. Yeah. A smoothie booty. A booty. Yeah, a booty, yeah. Prison officials then gave the prison candles a horrible odor to p- prevent them from being eaten. Oh. Well, then why would you even light them? Right. <laughs> That's like a fucking weird Christmas novelty candle. Yeah. You're like, hey, know. man, it's a shit candle. Yeah. I love you, man. Respect. Respect, bro. That'll teach you for eating the candles, you fucking... Uh, the two men O'Reilly had been imprisoned with were tortured for uh, 12 years in that prison until they were completely broken. Then one got out, died. The other one lived the endless pain. O'Reilly followed the prison rules, but he uh, still attempted another escape. So I guess that's not following the rules. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, when you're all hopped up on boot juice. And wax. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you're waxed up, <laughs> yeah. I can get the fuck out, man. When you've run out of walls to write poetry on, you yeah, might as well your dig your way out. Yeah, your walls are covered in your fucking quatrains. Yeah. You're full of boot juice and you just ate a bunch of shit candles. Yeah. Hey, Paddy, I put away a pint of boot juice. Let's go over the fucking wall. Boot juice is like, like steroids. Yeah. yeah. Ah, they're hulks. Yeah. Ah! I can lift this fucking yeah. wall now. They're massive with tiny wicks. That's what's going on. <laughs> uh, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so uh, he was working on a gang outside the prison walls when he made his next break. He had made himself a suit out of bedding sheets. <laughs> Worst superhero ever. I mean, how uh, how could you how could you tell yeah. that that's that it was? Man, yeah. I am turned on, man. 
<laughs> people, he's just walking by. People are like, is that guy with suit made of bedding sheets? Yeah. No, I'm the lead singer of the Talking Heads. <laughs> so when the fog rolled in, he, so wait, <laughs> he made himself what? a suit out of bedding. Just because he's just like, I wanted to appear to be a businessman. Yeah. Oh, O'Reilly's the name, Mattress the Game. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's another one trying to sell us sheets. Just move on, mate. Oh, all right, fine. I guess I'll get out of here. Fucking perfect. <laughs> he farts as he, as he walks past. I go, wait a minute, that smells like boot juice. Oh, hey! I've been had. I've been had. When the, here's how he did it. When the fog rolled in, he hid inside of a drain. I don't know what's happening in this country. Is that Apparently the fog is very low to the ground. <laughs> right. And when it comes, you roll inside of a, a, a man-sized drain. I like the drain move already. Yeah, uh, I really do. And when the prisoners were ordered back inside, whoop, he made his rant, run for it. He managed to avoid capture for two days. He was finally found in a river holding on to the bank with one hand. <laughs> and his sheet suit with the other. Yeah. I won't let the beautiful suit go. Just it, it will catch on. It's just there for a couple of days. Fuck, I needed a plan. <laughs> People will love the shoot. Uh... He was then tortured for 28 days and uh, just given bread and water. Then word came that O'Reilly was to be transferred overseas. Oh, I wonder where this is going. Trade, yeah. Yeah. Trading. To the prison colony of Australia. Fucking represent. that place? He was excited. This was a new chance. Anything was better than Dartmoor in England. And then he got a good look at the ship. Oh, boy. As I stood in the hatchway, looking at the wretches glaring out, I realized more than ever before the terrible truth that a convict ship was a floating hell. The forward hold was dark. Oh, boy, that's, that's not a word. Uh, the yellow light of a few ship's lamps glowed. There were 320 criminal convicts in there. And this sickening thought occurred to us. Our friends are among them. I feel like we can relate to this because this is like flying Qantas. Like, yes, this is very much... Yeah, we can relate to this. This is like yeah. a long Qantas flight. Yeah, from Melbourne to Adelaide. Oh, like that full even. hour. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Hey, guys. You're in the bathroom. Yeah. And there's no Wi-Fi? Guys, no Wi-Fi. Qantas no is, boot juice. Qantas is our sponsor. Virgin. I mean, the thing about... <laughs> <laughs> I said Virgin, the didn't I? The thing that I hate about Virgin, and I don't yeah. know what we said before this, but no. when you're near the bathrooms, oh. no Wi-Fi? So full Get of crims. Get out of here. No. No boot juice. No boot juice. <laughs> Do you guys have boot juice? Jetstar, they put a potato in your bottom. Mm. What, what? Ti- oh, that's Tiger? Yeah. I think Tiger, they make you drink boot juice. Yeah. Tiger's just a big, umbra- uh, big rubber band, and you boom, they shoot you, and you land somewhere near where you want to go at some time that might work. Oh, out. shit, I'm in Wagga Wagga. Yeah. <laughs> you guys live there? <laughs> I just big found fans. out about that place yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know I said it wrong. I don't give a shit. What? Not anymore. It's, no. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. Now it's Wagga Wagga. Not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. You get a podcast and you can name your town. Yeah. <laughs> it's his birthday. He'll say it how he fucking wants. 
not as catchy as he, he'll cry if he wants to. But no. But. He'll say woggle, woggle, woggle how he wants. All right. I just heard, a, I, a, in between him saying stuff, I heard a woman going, oh, fuck, don't. <laughs> they sound like birds in the morning here. <laughs> oh, God, birds in the... Hey, good morning, it's Australia. What <laughs> yeah. the yeah. fuck what just the happened? F- fuck? Yeah. The fuck is Jesus happening? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Bah, bah, bah. yeah. Huh? Yeah. That thing flies? What the fuck is happening? Yeah. We call, we call that bird a car alarm. <laughs> Fucking! I've been. I was wondering what they were. Yeah. How you guys do it? Yeah. Car alarm. It's, uh, really? I mean, it's, yeah. un, it's unbelievable. Oh yeah, that's how you pronounce it. It's like someone just showing up at your window, going, "Hey, hey, 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 yeah. hey, yeah. hey!" Like, and then oh, flies fuck. away. <laughs> flies away. What did you want? What was? <laughs> yeah. What can I do? Yeah. Stop. That is all also a representation of Australians in LA. Hi, 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 hi. <laughs> uh, so his friends were on the ship and one called out to him. It was a man named Keating. The Finians had secured their own room apart from the criminals. There were 63 political prisoners on the convict ship Hoogamount. The Hoogamount? The Hooda what? No one knows what it is, so I'm fine. The Hoogamount. <laughs> yeah. Hoot him out. If Google. you want to get out of there, make it the warden. Hey-o. Hey-o. Hey. Hey. Don't forget the tip you Welcome waitress. to the ship. I'll Shit. be here till Thursday. <laughs> um, they were... <laughs> they were the first political prisoners sent to Australia since the Irish uprising of 1848. The ship's chaplain gave O'Reilly paper on which he wrote a periodical. Hey, boys. How about we have a ship paper? And be like, oh, Dick has scurvy. Extra, extra, butter great with bread. <laughs> Weevils in the bread. Whoa. What's happening? I just think about the accent and what happened with it. Your accent? Yeah, it was, it was Weevils in the bread. Uh, it went it went from Ireland to Switzerland. Yeah, that's no, like your accent. Sweet, probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a... Good Irish accent. Yeah. He's gone through European puberty. I'm worried. So, yeah. yeah. So, read that. O'Reilly began a <laughs> weekly publication on the ship. Yeah. Like his own podcast, basically. Yeah. yeah. It's very much like a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> How the fuck are you letting him start a weekly publication? He's just allowed to write. Well... On, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. It's not like he would distribute it like a bunch of different. Well, he would just Still. every every week he would write up the news of the ship and then he would read it to everybody. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought he would write it like you know three hundred and forty times. Be like, fuck this oh, job fuck me. is killing me. I Jesus mean, I Christ! Am... Yes, Patrick has scurvy. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck do you want from me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he'd read it to him, and they'd all be like, oh, the news is fucking fascinating. Well, this paper is really fair and balanced. <laughs> <laughs> it, would, it would be good to get the information, because he's, oh, I've, I've heard uh, Terry has scurvy. Yeah, Terry has scurvy. Let me confirm it. Terry, do you have scurvy? Oh, yeah, done. Terry's confirmed that he has scurvy. But everyone's there, so everyone... Under the headline, scurvy, four names. It's just like he had the most Twitter followers. Thank you. 
<laughs> there was a punishment cell on the ship for those who didn't behave. There on yes, un- the prison. There, unruly convicts were tied up and flogged every morning. This flogging shit. Yeah. Just flogging it. Yeah. They love they love flogging in uh, yeah. in Britain and in, uh, Australia. Well, you're on a fucking boat. What else are you gonna do? You I don't think just we flog it. I just don't, flog. I don't. In American history, I don't hear a lot about flogging. We, you know, you, we oh, do a lot of no, flogging. No, over there. Well, we, it's we all have about the right flogging. to bear arms. So, right. you know, I think it worked out better for our country. But, yeah. um, you know, good luck, you guys. But if you had um, more flogging, you wouldn't be so tense and you wouldn't be shooting off all the time. <laughs> Hang on. Justin. What do you think flogging Justin, means? Justin. <laughs> Justin. We've got it under control. Oh, sorry. My bad. Okay, I get it. Yeah, but trust me, we're doing a, a good, fine... Uh, <coughs> this one oh, my has, God. You okay? This one has, like, a caramel center. What the fuck's happening? Oh, oh sorry. having a biscuit break. I got distracted by the cookies. Yeah. They arrived in Fremantle on January 10th, 1898. Turned up. We're embarrassed. Mantle. Turned up embarrassed. No one had white pants. Yeah. It was disgusting. <laughs> Sorry, that was an in-joke from earlier. He got off the boat and he was like, where are the quarkers? Uh, <laughs> there they were read the rules and O'Reilly noticed that the punishment for many offenses was death. Jesus. Wow. Okay, so first rule, don't escape. Second rule, don't fucking look at me. Third rule, don't look at the quarkers. Fourth rule, fuck off. <laughs> All punishable by death. <laughs> Also, if you die, punishable by death. Yeah. Oh, wait, we're in Australia now. Also, if you die... I don't... Punishable by death. That was good. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. But this is, this is early on, so it would probably lilt in and out. Because right. Because the Australian accents, That's you know, right. it's... And by the way, it's Lego. Yeah. With a little hyphen. Lego. A little hyphen. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. You know, you know how I like it. You know how I like it, right in the middle. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, why are there you just, know how Nazis why are there get. glasses rolling around at your feet? Yeah, it's Adolf Hipster. I told you about that before. <laughs> well, put them... I know, but you don't roll them around like an yeah. animal. Put them down. Yeah. No, He's trying to catch himself. You don't roll around with your feet. We're fucking adults Dave, here. Dave, relax. Yeah. Dave, a Jewish this wedding. This is one of your rock out, yeah. and roll shows. This is a fucking gentleman's podcast. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> but this is this is how Adelaide men uh, find mates. What they do is they leave them there, they way and quickly get them and marry them, and then uh, before they escape to someone who lives interstate. Your customs are foreign to me. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. The political prisoners who were not soldiers were sent to Perth to work on road gangs. After four weeks at Fremantle, O'Reilly was sent to Bunbury. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This this gentleman down here really gave you a very firm manly. Yes. You're almost Australian, mate. I mean, this is as good as it's gone. Yep. The whole tour. Yeah. Yep. Uh, which you was... said a name, and the, the first name that you questioned, someone went yes, and other people clapped. Yeah. <laughs> Something magical's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there he worked on a road gang, too. He was now with murderers, burglars, and criminals of every kind. That's cool. O'Reilly quickly developed a good relationship with his warder. With so, his well, what? It's not warden, it's warder here. Yeah, it should be warden. 
It should be Warden, or maybe, maybe it's the guy who just oversees him. Is that oh, like maybe a, he's the Warder of the Wardens. A what, There's a Warder and a Warden. Yeah, why not? I, I'm not okay with it. Why not? Well, well, you need someone to ward the Wardens. <laughs> Who's warding the Wardens? I've always said that. Ted Warder. Do you think it's just Warden and it got? Nah, no, I warden. looked it up. It was Warder. Oh, Warder. Okay. I mean, I think it's fucking bullshit. I think that... it might be like a hoarder, but of Wardens. Yeah. Oh, uh, I would like to hoard some wardens. Yeah. Wait, what? Yep, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, if he broke the rules, he would be punished more than an ordinary prisoner because he was an assistant to the warder. He was used as a messenger, which meant he traveled regularly between the work camp and the prison in Bunbury. I don't get your fucking penal colonies. Don't right. shout it's at just Justin. guys get to run around on horses and shit. Yeah. You, they're not like in prisons. They're just fucking running about. And yeah. then if they run about it's, too far, they're... It's well, like well, free-range chickens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we just let them roam. Yeah. And if they don't come back, that's okay because yeah. they get lost and they get cooked. It's fine. It's okay. just like chickens, like I said. Yeah. Okay. Right, it's like right. prison chickens. Yeah. The warder also used O'Reilly to carry letters to his family, and he became a regular visitor to the Woodman family home. At some point, he started banging Woodman's daughter, Jessie. All right. Like, uh, like banging her to see if she was awake, like, or... Are you up? Wake up! I have another I, letter for you. I have to say, I assume they were banging, because everything I read, it sounded like they were having a love affair. Right. Well, banging was a term back then. Yep. And she's Australian. Yep. So they were technically potato rooting. Yeah. That's, was... what, that's how it started. He yeah. said, I've got a potato somewhere. Can you find it? She went looking and turns out all eyes were on her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then she broke up with him. Why? Well, she found the potato. Mm. <laughs> Game was over. <laughs> Bring in the next contestant. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought there was something wrong with my hair. It's because I keep touching the balloon. <laughs> Officer. I was like, what is wrong with my hair? <laughs> you have a cocaine balloon above you. <laughs> Somehow a balloon snorted cocaine. Yeah. Uh, so after that, he wrote poetry about the breakup. Oh, oh here we go. Oh, yeah. Good thing he had those skills. On the 27th of December, 1868. Look, I did one of your little... Uh, boy, you guys do dates in the rest of the world. O'Reilly <laughs> attempted suicide by cutting the veins of his left arm. Right. So he's like, I really liked her. Yeah. Let's bleed out. He collapsed from a loss of blood and was found by another convict who saved his life. That's nice. Yeah, I like sweet. to see that. Yeah. There's good stories on your island, too. He told the priest he couldn't go on like this, and he knew he wouldn't make it in the bush if he tried to escape. He'd die of thirst or starvation. Father Patrick McCabe had been in Australia for 15 years. He would ride from camp to camp on his horse, ministering to the convicts. Over the years he was there, O'Reilly had become friends with the priest. He told the priest his plans to escape from Australia, but but, uh, McCabe said it would be suicide. He then said, don't think on that again. Let me think out a plan for ye. You'll hear from me before long. So he's got a priest in his corner. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's but also, he's, if he says he's leaving there, that would be suicide. He just tried to commit suicide. Don't right. worry about it. Okay. Just <laughs> doing a little fact checking on the side here. 
It seems like it's a... Yeah. Like, someone's just avoided that fate and then you're trying to push them back towards it. Like, it's a tough one. You know, I'm not the guy you want to talk to in a situation like that. I've always said that. Yeah. You know? It says that on your OkCupid okay site. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't talk yeah, to me if yeah. you're feeling a bit... Uh, okay, suicide. Yeah. <laughs> Got be... dark here in here, huh? Right. <laughs> Got to be careful getting a hookup on that one. Yeah. I got a match. <laughs> Catch you later. <laughs> One day, O'Reilly was approached by a friend of the priest named McGuire. Oh. Sure. McGuire said in three months, whaling ships would come and he would get O'Reilly on one of the ships. Okay. When February uh, came, sure enough, McGuire said a whaling ship called Vigilant would take him. McGuire arranged all the details. O'Reilly got a pair of shoes that were not convict shoes, so the trackers couldn't easily trace him. So there were specific shoes for convicts. Yep, yep. convict shoes. So all you had to do was switch shoes, and you were a leg up, pardon the pun, on getting caught. If you get different shoes, you're fucking free, baby. Yeah, that was hard to get. An amazing time. If you swap from shoes to thongs, you're a free man. (laughs) Yep. Well, but then you're a bogan. Yeah. A free bogan. (laughs) Yeah. Like the chickens. They're allowed to roam. Yeah. What, con- what, what the fuck did convict shoes look like? Uh, they have uh, big arrows on them. Yeah. <laughs> on the bottom. Yeah. They, they point, don't do they that. They point which direction you're going so then they can track you. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> I reckon he went that way. <laughs> oh, he's back. Fuck, he was wearing them sideways. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. Damn it. And that was the story, the beginning of the story, of sideways foot Timmy the Bushman. Yeah, it's a good story. Yep, thank you. Uh, so he gets the shoes uh, at 7 o'clock on the night of the escape. The he warder... got a new pair of shoes and he's free now. Yeah, he's been, that's it all he Oh, needed. look at those. I'm going to be oh, on free, the... Oh, free, man. Going to be on the fucking run now. Ah, oh, perfect. Um, so the warden, the warden went on his rounds and O'Reilly uh, was in his hut. Moments later, another convict came by to borrow some tobacco. Sure. Uh, but he wouldn't leave. He, kept, he just kept yammering. And O'Reilly's supposed to be making a break for yeah. him. He started so he's like, going... All right, well, it's great to hear that things are fucking tense. Anyway... Whew, I am fucking beat. I am exhausted. So, oi, maybe oi. we turn in. What's, uh, huh? what's going on with your shoes? Oh, these, I um, had a, uh, I went on Amazon and, um, <laughs> sorry, I went to the Amazon and uh, I, someone traded, yeah, I just get, you know, these are fuck. who can, hey, I missed the convict shoes, you know. Yeah. Anyway, oh, I'm exhausted. Whew, whew, you should go, whew. You should get the fuck out of here. You should. I'm about to pass the fuck out. You're still hanging around, and I'm telling you to go. You've... Woo! <laughs> Woo! Probably going to pass out now. So, you still here, yeah? I've, I've heard you're a great poet. Yeah, no, i got lots of... Do you yeah. have any poetry? Nope. Nope, nothing. That's, you know, on the cell. You can read the cell tomorrow. I'd like Actually, tonight, what I'll do is I'll have a cat nap, and I'll work on a bunch of them. Come back tomorrow. But for now, go. Um, you know, go. Um, you know, I'm being super clear. Leave. Uh, I am. Um, sure. 
Should, yeah. we have, should we have a cigarette before we go? No, you know, I'm just taking a quitting. I really am. I feel like, you know, lung capacity-wise, it's just really eating me up when I'm going for runs. So Why are you going yeah. for runs? Well, you know, it doesn't uh, matter why I'm going for runs, but you should go, uh, and you should leave. I am tired. So, whew, wrap it up. Don't have to go home, but you can't stay in this cell. Uh, we are... It's 4.30 p.m. Yeah, I, 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 am, I mean, I'm jet-lagged. I don't know what it is. I am just... God, I am, it is on top of me, so get the fuck out if you're you. I brought you a potato. Ah, uh, well, listen, I'm actually stuffed right now, so... <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Did you Adult roll, did you roll the glass, glass over the again? <laughs> I, did you bring extra glasses to kick over? <laughs> it's his thing. Everyone, everyone in Adelaide knows old Glassy down there. It's just your, your classic Nazi sign-throwing glass kicker. Yeah. It's yeah. just classic. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. No. I agree. That was a good one. Uh, so, uh, right. So the guy comes back. Come by for tobacco. He won't leave. Uh, O'Reilly's going insane. The guy finally leaves at 8 p.m. Then O'Reilly just fucking bolts. It was 11 o'clock when he reached the convict station he was told to get to. Then he heard the sounds of a horse. Cloppity, 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 clop. Cloppity, cloppity, clop. He's like Michael Winslow. Yeah. <laughs> cloppity, 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 clop. Cloppity, clop. Cloppity, cloppity, clop. I think there's a horse clop. on Prozac coming. Clop. <laughs> He's very cloppity, uppity. Clop. Yeah. Clop. Cloppity, cloppity, clop. He's cloppity. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. What did you think I was saying? Uppity, 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 clop. Uppity, uppity. Oh. Uppity, uppity, uppity. He's about to take what off. What kind of horse is that? <laughs> then the horse stopped. Then someone whistled the song Patrick's Day. <laughs> What a classic. Yeah, one of my favorites. That was... That's yeah. from Dirty Dancing. Yeah. That was... No one puts mm. Patrick in the corner, right? Yeah, nobody. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That was the signal. Okay, so when I get to the bush, I'll start singing some very obvious fucking Irish song. What's it, what's it, what's it going to be? Is it going to be Danny's Boy? <laughs> no, I'll do Patrick's Day. No, I'll do... What? Which yeah, one? it's about Patrick. Oh. You know, he's got a day, Patrick. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, well one. written. By the way, I'm a third guy who's also here now. <laughs> You're the horse. I'm the horse. <laughs> the uppity horse. Oh, uppity, 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 oh, uppity, 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 uppity. I love riding an uppity horse. <laughs> Better than a downer. Yeah. Uh, O'Reilly ran out of the bushes, and there he found McGuire and another man. They all got on, on a horse and took <laughs> off. So it's three guys on a horse now. Yeah. they got to run for so that, This was a good idea. You brought an extra fella. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like the intro to a sitcom. We're three roommates. Hey! <laughs> How'd they end up in a hut? Uh, then another location, McGuire whistled, and another man came up and took their horse and rode off. Wait. So yep, hang on sorry. a second. So, so wait, the three men on a horse lost it to one man who took their horse. He well, whistled? that's the plan, because he whistled, and then, and then that oh, guy yeah. took the horse. Oh, okay. The guy and didn't the... just come out and take hang the on, horse. Hang maybe, on. Maybe they weren't on a horse. Maybe they were on horse. And... Someone came up and robbed them. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe they were strung out. <laughs> You're right. I'm reading this wrong. They were on heroin. Yeah. <laughs> but why would the plan, the plan is to sort of almost like ditch the vehicle and then they yeah, can be like... Yeah, they're ditching the car. Okay. Yeah. All right, like if you. it was now, you'd set, you'd set it on fire. Yeah. But yeah. it's not a car. It's a horse. Yeah. yeah. 
So you can't set a horse on fire because it runs. Well, yeah. I don't know if you've... Quickly. If you've heard the dollop, I'm sure you could set a horse on fire at some point. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, then they walked for an hour to a swamp. Then a light signal came ac- from across the sea. They got into a waiting rowboat and headed out. They rowed 40 miles across uh, Geograph Bay, where they would wait for the vigilant. By this point, O'Reilly was starving and needed water. He could barely function. He's surrounded by it. It's, uh, yeah. It, Delicious. Uh, the others left him to go to a nearby home. When they didn't come back for hours, he remembered that the natives he had heard would kill an animal when they couldn't find water. So, he looked around for a tree and found one with possum marks. Then he found the possum in the tree, grabbed it, and smashed its head against the trunk. It was true. Fresh meat was a good substitute for water. So he drank a possum. Right. Just knocked the head off. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. You can do that down in the well, they, East they, Guns. Like coconut? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. the older ones, would, if, you, if you hit their head against a tree hard enough, a little spigot would come out. Yeah. Then you just go ahead and drink your uh, pasta. Yeah. So, but nobody planned, on giving, he, he, nobody planned on giving him water on his escape. They, they didn't think about food or water, no. no. Okay. Interesting. Well, they had to show a lot of people whistling in bushes and shit. You yeah. think that some guy would be like, yeah. <laughs> Here you go, hydrate. Nope. Nope. Okay, it's not cool. that kind of escape. Good to know. Uh, Just drink a possum. Uh, then the vigilant started to move, and they all got back in the rowboat. Uh, the guys came, and they headed out to meet the boat. But as they neared, the vigilant moved off to avoid them. It's not good. Yeah, right. Apparently, the deal that was made with the ship captain was off. The vigilant went out to sea and was gone, and so they returned to shore. The other three men went back to their camp, telling O'Reilly they would find a new whaling ship, he would just have to wait in the swamp. All right, so here we go. So, here, here it is. This oh, is where okay. he gets his possum addiction. This is, where, this is where we're starting. We're starting now. Some shit is about to get fucking insane. Yeah. Okay, so you stay in the swamp for a week. <laughs> we'll be back. It'll be fine. We'll this be back. Is not... What could go wrong? Oh, I mean, is he's, al- he's going to be alone? You don't know. Uh, this, this is, is not... This is going to be so weird. But O'Reilly... <laughs> <laughs> O'Reilly got in his mind that maybe the vigilant hadn't seen them after all, and he got back in the boat and headed out alone. And again, he saw the vigilant, and again, it moved away from him as he got close. Look, it's vigilant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to go away. It's... <laughs> he rode back to shore, and he was now exhausted. And then he went to the cabin of the man who was nearby and who was now <laughs> in on the plan, and he slept for five days. Five days? He was fucking tired. Yeah. <laughs> You drink a possum, you roll a boat, you fucking sleep. Yeah. <laughs> that dude whose house he slept in was like, Jesus Christ, dude. I said you wanted to fucking take a nap four days ago. That's my bed, bro. It's roll. What? Get out. No, I'm good. I'm you're having a nap. You're not technically sleeping. No, you're not. No, I'm taking a nap. Thank you. You have your accent sometimes, and then others... <laughs> It's because it's the start of the Australian accents. Right. Oh, it's it's not, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Maguire showed up. Maguire's back. Uh, there was a new ship who agreed to take O'Reilly, but with one little hiccup. A horrible convict, one of the worst in the penal colony, had discovered the plan and demanded to be brought along. Um. So, <laughs> off they went with Beaumont, the world's biggest douchebag. Wait. Wait a minute. Did you just use the word Beaumont in Adelaide? 
What does that mean? What is yes. Beaumont? Well, too soon, right? Too soon. Who's Beaumont? Oh, oh man. What's Beaumont? Should I tell them about the Beaumont? Well, we had, yeah, we, we had the, the Beaumont children disappeared uh, about oh. four decades ago and yeah. we still haven't gotten over No, I know. So, that and the Somerton man. Fucking yeah. relax, everybody. Oh, okay. Whoa, you guys got a little bit upset about the Somerton yeah. man. You can, you can do creative murder at TAFE here in Adelaide. So it, uh... Yeah. So three, it's three months. It's great. Are we ever going to find them? I mean, I just found well, out about them, but I'm invested. Yeah. Well, I, maybe after the Rhino Room gig, we should go looking. Do you know where we can get some possums? Tonight. Instead of quackers, let's oh, find them. Oh, the Beaumonts. Let's find them. All right. Uh, so uh, Beaumont's with them. They quickly rode out to the new whaler, the Gazette, and were brought on board. O'Reilly was off the colony. Okay, and, but he's with it, the world's biggest douchebag. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but word was out of the two escaped convicts. Ships were being searched. The Gazette was boarded on the island of Roderick. There, a crew member who was tired of Beaumont turned him in, and he was taken away. Right. Oh, that's it. As he left the ship, Beaumont looked at O'Reilly and said, Goodbye, shipmate. O'Reilly then knew Beaumont was going to make a deal and snitch on him. So, he and the ship's mate's first captain came up with a plan. Oh, boy. He'd hide in a big trunk in the kitchen after pretending to throw himself overboard. What's their plan? When the law, that's a game. When the law showed up again... <laughs> that's hard and seek. Yeah, that's not we'll play a plan. A quick, we'll play a quick game, then we'll work on a plan. <laughs> Great, love it. All right, All right you ten. Ten. Backwards. Ten. Nine. Eight. No peeking. Seven. Six. What's the plan? Five. Four. I'm going to hide in the tree. Three. <laughs> two. That's the same plan. One. All right, Shut. ready or not, I'm coming. Sorry, Ooh. we were talking about the plan. Oh, I'm right fuck. here. Uh, well, there you are. Hey, yeah, uh, thank turn you. Now. Good job. I'll go and hide. Okay. <laughs> Don't talk to this guy when we play. No. So, remember, he's going to fake throw himself overboard. So, so he has to physically fake throw himself overboard? When the authorities showed That's up. That's a yes. You know what he did? He had a microphone. He threw a rock and he just went, <laughs> Well, he pretended to, he, threw, he threw something overboard that was heavy. Yeah. What? And his, his and book then of he, poetry. And yeah. then he... <laughs> On a brick. And then he threw his hat in the water. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, all right. Well, because it's performance art and he wants to make some money. Sure, yeah. So when the authorities showed up again, all the crew were pointing at his hat. Look, look, he's fucking dead. There's a hat. And he made he's three dead. shillings. He's for sure dead. He had a noise. And the crew was so upset that the authorities believed it and left. Oh. It's a fucking hat in the water. Yeah. They bought the old hat in the water trick. Oh. Yeah. Like you need, you need different shoes to not be a convict yeah. and you just throw a hat overboard. Yeah. Simple times. <laughs> the ship sailed off and O'Reilly was safe. Heareth endeth the lesson. I mean, amazing. They I mean, a hat. He turned the fucking hat in the water and they, they fucking fell for it. God, the police were great back then. It's uh, way worse now. So O'Reilly then switched ships. The captain of the Gazette gave O'Reilly all his money he had on uh, board and told them to return it when he got to America. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, sure I will. Yeah, you Oh, betcha. absolutely. You know yeah. I'm good for it. Yeah. yeah. You can What's fucking trust me. Yeah, yeah no. You know, give he, he's all. the ancestor of a certain dude who said he'll pay for the gym when he fucking gets back. <laughs> 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 
Who's got Irish blood? <laughs> yeah, no, I'll pay for your, I'll pay for your uh, little runabout shit that you're doing there. I'll do a little exercise and then I'll toss you some money. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I apologize, Jets. Um, so, uh, where am I? Okay, switches ships, gets the cash. O'Reilly went off and uh, he went to uh, America uh, where he did send the guy some money, sort of. He uh, actually published a book of poems and he dedicated it to the guy, but the guy was already dead. The captain. Who gave That's as money. good as money. Yeah. Um, getting a book dedicated to you after you die. Yeah. It took O'Reilly four ships to make it to America. He landed in Philadelphia in November of 1869, two years after getting off of the penal colony. Jesus. He immediately put in papers to become a U.S. citizen. Oh, yeah. Be prideful of that. Though he didn't know anyone, the Finians knew who he was. He went to New York, where more Finians greeted him. They asked him to give a lecture at Cooper Institute. Over 2,000 people were there to hear his story. (laughs) Holy shit. He's a fucking hero. He escaped from the shitbag island. How were the Finians across that? Like, did they have the internet? Like, what is going on with those guys? True. Oh, there's a lot of talking. Right. They go, A lot of that. Yeah, they all know they are Finians, so they're like a little secret society. So yeah. there's a lot of talking about people yeah, and who's right. a star and who's not yeah. a star. There might have just been a really long pipe that they were like, you know, tapping oh, tick, through. Tick, 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 tick. Yeah, tippity tap, tap, tap. Uh, so, uh, so then he went to Boston in 1870. He got a job as a writer for a paper called The Pilot. It was a weekly Irish paper that covered all things Irish. He also found he already had made a name for himself there, and he gave another lecture in front of a huge crowd. On England's political prisoners. Yeah. yeah. Fuck he, yeah. About time. Finally. Fucking hell. Someone. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> he continued to lecture and write poetry as well as for the paper. He covered things like the bloody orange riots in New York between Catholics and Protestant Irish Wait, is immigrants. Wait, is that an orange riot? Or yeah. a bloody orange riot. Uh, it's a bloody orange. Yeah, it's just Sorry, about, it's but about bloody orange. It's who's on for it. No, no, it is it's about not, blood orange. It's not about Protestants and Catholics. It's when Protestant and Catholics ride rioted over blood oranges. Okay, so it's not somebody just being like bloody oranges. No, it was, this is just a regular orange, sir. The fuck They're it bl- is. It's red on the inside. Oh, I get it. And then, right. And then thump thump. Right. Then there was murder. Sure. Uh, so uh, he was becoming increasingly conservative but he was becoming a huge celebrity he championed the spirit he's like Donald Trump (laughs) he is like Donald Trump yeah has a quokka stuck to his head yeah (laughs) Uh, don't move or you're fired Uh, he uh, he believed in the spirit of equality and compared the suffering in Ireland with the suffering of ex-slaves in America he used the paper to call for brotherhood across religious and racial lines. Okay. Quote, the pilot was to be the voice of all who yearn to be free, no matter what their race, color, creed, or former condition be. Oh, and like a typical Irishman back in the U.S., then he did not like the blacks. Wait, sorry. What? But didn't what? he just say... Well, equality to equality to a fucking point. Yeah, but he, but he, but he, <laughs> right. But he let's not get weird now. He literally right. equated it to slavery. Yeah. Well, okay, I've made some points, 
and now make it another one. I, all I've heard are one. I've heard one point. He and okay. it was. The blacks shouldn't be free or whatever. Right. Okay. There. So, but everyone should be equal and everyone happy in their religion, just except for the other. Besides ones. black, right? Not them. Uh, the most of every, all the other ones. Besides black people, happy, happy. So just different versions of white should be equal. That's yes. Okay. Right. Now we're making points. Uh, no. I, okay. Great. Good to talk to you. So I am for uh, total freedom. Yeah. Well. But for right, everyone not, or... For no, not them. The others. Them being... Yeah. Well, the... He, okay, he, all right. He, he likes the rap, but only when Vanilla Ice does it. Oh, he's got some mad flaws. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See? It's tough to hear. That is... Yeah. yeah. He can build a fucking house, too. And no one knows that that's what Vanilla Ice does now. He builds houses? It's a reality wow. show. He builds houses. Made of wow. glass. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. He he didn't hate the blacks. He just didn't want them to be citizens. Right. So they can run about in the country, but just not like everybody else. Who's with me? O'Reilly was also building up. <laughs> I a... know one guy in the crowd who is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh, the fellow who's rolling about on his drinking glasses. Um, he built up a manly reputation he boxed John L. Sullivan and often took part in uh, sporting events within a few years he was on top of the heap in Boston he was considered a great spokesman an athlete and a political activist he was friends with not just politicians of Boston but also great literary minds he counted President Grover Cleveland as one of his friends as well as Cardinal Gibbons who was head of the Catholic Church in the U.S., and he was president of both the Boston Press Club and the Literary Club, and both uh, on the top rung and the bottom rung of the ladder loved John O'Reilly. So he's the fucking so shit Everybody right now. likes him. Everybody likes John O'Reilly. Except the blacks. Except the blacks. Right. But they are... You, what's going on over there, gentlemen? Was that like a bad, uh, was that like a bad heckle? Yeah. Okay. We love microphones. Oh, shit. The first time a dollop's been heckled. Okay, so. The lower classes appreciated him because of his writing. All that time in prison had given him time to work on his literary skills. He specialized in simple couplets that would call for freedom against tyranny. They were very popular. So, it's just... Okay. He sounds, would, he would do it like all a, sounds very normal. He would do like a fuck the king and let's go. And everybody yeah. like, that's amazing. And he Us a fuck black people. John O'Reilly. Yeah. Uh, he was, was kind of like a... He was the Andrew Bolt of back then. <laughs> he was commissioned to write a poem for the Pilgrim Monument at Plymouth Rock. Yeah. Right? He was also married and started cranking out children. And one day, O'Reilly was walking down a street in Boston when he happened upon a starving homeless man. So a homeless man. (laughs) (laughs) There's those homeless people that eat well. I'm stuffed. Spare change? My God. No more food for me. (laughs) Things are good. I need these dollars for heroin. I'm eating too much. Things are good. Too much here. The homeless man was one of two Irish soldiers who had testified against O'Reilly. Oh, the shit. The testimony that destroyed his life. Shit has gotten so real. So, that 
So I'm guessing he's like really cool about it. Yeah. Right? Handles it like a pro. The man... I understand. The man... I get you. <laughs> the man... Forgiven! <laughs> the man was despised and shunned by his fellow soldiers, both English and Irish, after the trial. His life in the military became unbearable, so he deserted, and he fled to America hoping to start over again. But the story of his deceit against O'Reilly followed him. The Finians in America put the word out to avoid helping him. Now no one in America would help him. No he way. was starving and living on the streets. But O'Reilly wasn't angry. Instead, he pitied the man and gave him money to help pay his way to another city, hoping he could start anew. Isn't he a sweetie? You guys feel that, right? Yeah. It's a real emotional tale. In 1870, the British government granted conditional parole to the political convicts in Australia. They were released, but not taken back to Ireland. They were now just free in Australia. They then had to figure out their own way back to Ireland. Okay. And many to America. But eight civilians and 15 military prisoners were not given amnesty. One of them tried to escape, but was caught on a ship and given three years hard labor. The amnesty was also extended to some Finian prisoners in Ireland, including John Devoy. Yeah. <laughs> John Devoy was the man who organized the treason that infected the British Army. Soon after his release, uh, he came to O'Reilly. He wanted to get the Finians out of Fremantle. Okay. What? That's usually when you say something. Sorry. I'm worried about those guys. I don't know. Are you guys okay? A little Local. bit of parochial Adelaide humor right there. There you go. I wondered who you guys looked down on. <laughs> you know what? That was fair. <laughs> yeah. You have to admit that. It goes all the way up to Karatha. Like, everyone shits on everyone, and you get to Karatha, and you say to people in Karatha, who do you shit on? Like, what's Shitsville around here? And they go, you're in it. So it starts at Karatha and works its way up and lands in Sydney, and then, you know, Sydney competes with LA and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) I've toured this country a lot. I know what's going on. Uh, Oh, boy. (laughs) Devoy wanted to... Go into Fremantle by force and shoot their way in and out. But that, I'm, I'm sorry, I think someone just threw up. But, yep. um, yeah. yeah, that was quite Either a... Either that or someone fingered a mouse. That's yeah, that what was, it sounded yeah, like. Uh, someone did finger a mouse. Yeah, There's yeah. no other way that noise happens. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, you just put cheese on one hand and then yeah. it's a no-brainer to just <laughs> jack a, it in. Then there's a bit of the return services, yeah. am I right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so he's got a great plan. Yeah, shoot in. An airtight plan, which is to shoot in. Yep. It's the new throw the hat in the water. Yeah. O'Reilly, <laughs> O'Reilly thought shooting their way in and out of Fremantle was a bad idea. He Why? came up with a better plan. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Throw okay. your hat in the water. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. Open a shoe store. Yeah. <laughs> to shoot a thought. To do it, they had to reach out to all Finians in America and gather a large amount of money. And the Finians gave it without whispering the plan to anyone. The plan was to buy a ship, man her with a Finian crew who did not fear death or imprisonment, 
sailed to Western Australia and rescue their brothers from captivity, this would cost $20,000. O'Reilly proposed... Kickstarter! (laughs) (laughs) If you put in 100, you get new shoes. 250, you get a poem. (laughs) Get the hat that convinced them he died. For $1,000, you can come over and you can watch me eat a potato. So, O'Reilly said they should buy a whaling ship and pretend they were going out for some whale hunting. That would be less suspicious than another kind of ship off the coast of Australia. He then asked around, and one of the captains, Hathaway, who had helped him escape from Australia, jumped at the chance. Sure. On May 27, 1876, O'Reilly wrote an article about the 17 Irishmen still in prison for attempting revolution. While everyone else had been freed, they were still there. 140 members of the British Parliament petitioned for these men to be pardoned. It was rejected. So, in 1874, the American Finians had a convention in Baltimore, and they elected a committee to carry out the escape. The convention was amazing. The cosplay was (laughs) particularly fantastic. (laughs) See those passes? Yeah. Are you a Finian? (laughs) Yes, I'm a Finian princess. Oh. Mm. I'm just a Finian priest. I'm a planet Finian. One more fucking leprechaun. (laughs) Hey! Pot of gold. Ah, fuck me. Okay. <laughs> Let me take many slow steps away. Uh, so uh, my feet are tiny. Two men sailed to Australia to aid in communication with the prisoners and set up plans there. When they arrived, they saw that the prison was surrounded by uh, an unforgiving terrain. To the east was desert and west shark-invested waters. Perfect. But they also noted that security was pretty lax, probably because of the desert and shark thing. Also, as you've seen, we have not changed. No, no, it's basically... Yeah, no passports, you yeah. just wander on, you, you can bring water you with you, yeah. it's all right. Pretending, pretending to be looking for investment opportunities. The best guys ever. Yeah. The Finians made several visits to the prison where they asked about hiring cheap labor. Well, we're looking to, uh, you know, invest in a fucking uh, bunch of these guys. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'd like to get... How things. are they at carrying? Can they carry things? Oh, they can. Oh, that's enticing. You know what, you'll be back tomorrow to talk more about the carrying and what. Yeah, it's mainly a lot of carrying. Stuff. Stings. Think Items, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you understand. We're legitimate. Anyway, no, we don't have a card. But, um... No, it's not a D on my chest. Well, it stands for... You know what, I love dancing. Dancing. We are a dance troupe. Um, we actually love to do it in the river, but we'll come back at another. We should be going. Um, yep, we're businessmen. Yes, for Hello. sure. And anyone who says the opposite is not. We are businessmen. So, <laughs> okay. On one of the, those visits, uh, a message was given to the Finian. So they, got, they actually kept going back until they were able to get a message to one of the prisoners. Perfect. <laughs> Because that's how fucking because stupid it's, everything it's, is. And, uh, yes, exactly. So now the Finnings know rescue is in the works, and they should avoid solitary confinement and, uh, so they can run for it any time. It's interesting that now they know to avoid solitary confinement. Yeah. Before Most people just know that. Two other men from Ireland, totally independent and without knowledge of the American plan, showed up to break their fellow prisoners. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
What are the odds? Like, no yeah. one comes to save just you, then two. everyone comes to save yeah. you. Just two Irish guys from just Ireland are like, let's go get the boys when out. When it rains, it pours. There's two of us in a little rowboat. Let's do this. <laughs> so Amen. they show up. Yeah. And first they were suspected of being British spies by the Fidians, and then they were like, oh, you're Fidians. Hello. That was a fun evaluation, too. Yeah. yeah. And they had, uh, had $5,000 uh, with them. So that now it's 25 in the pot. These guys also had 5K. Okay. Yeah. So whatever plan they were going to hatch. This they does feel one. more and more like Kickstarter. <laughs> uh, they learned of the American plan, and they were like, let's do that. So their job would be to cut the telegraph wires from Fremantle to Perth during the escape so it couldn't be reported. In America, the ship Catalpe uh, was bought by the Finians. It left New Bedford in April 1875. It was commanded by Captain Anthony. What's up? The story just got fucking good, right? Shit just got real. He was known for calling everyone a cunt and blocking them. <laughs> Cherry ho. Captain Anthony. Maybe you shouldn't have said... Put your shit in the cloud. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. You know, I was born in a cloud. Mm. <laughs> Blocked. <laughs> but why? Hey. One guy messaged me on Twitter. He goes, it wasn't that bad, was it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> then I blocked him on Twitter. Uh, look, I have some stuff to work out with my dad. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so do I. Yeah. <laughs> My dad's somewhere around here. Hey, guys, you can't block feelings from your heart. Are you yeah, sure? No, I can't. Yeah, yeah you I can, too. Can, yeah, actually. I can. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing I, that I'm for also, a while. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah, I haven't felt anything in years. <laughs> oh, God. I call it scotch. <laughs> Anthony was a Irish Protestant who had been convinced to take part because he thought the men were being wrongly held. So now he's just like, I'm fucking Irish. Yeah. Who cares if I'm Protestant or Catholic? Let's get your boys out. Yeah. So Anthony's a hero in this story to you. Fuck yeah. yes, he yeah. is. Yeah. You're but not you biased. Shitting me. Yeah. You're not biased. Look at me. Yeah. Anthony was the glue. Yeah. The he's fucking got no glue. Neeson. Yeah. That's what's exactly. happening. Yeah, yeah. I'm coming for you. <laughs> Wait. Put on the white pants. I wear the right shoes. Finian, listen very carefully to me. Get out of the cosplay. There, you're, you're gonna hear a horse. <laughs> then you're gonna hear someone sing a song. It's yeah. going to be Irish, Patrick's Day. It'll be a whistle. And get on the horse with a couple of guys. <laughs> There'll be too many people for the horse. If you're thirsty, eat possum. Just knock off the head. Drink the possum. I'm coming for you. I'm coming on you. Like a gallon on, of water from... inside of it. Oh, you started it, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's a Protestant, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and uh, only one, there was only one Irishman in the crew. They decided against bringing a bunch of Finians because Captain Hathaway had selected the men and he thought that it would be better if it wasn't a big ship full of Irish guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it'd be a giveaway. Uh, judging by past history, it's a way yeah. better call. Yeah. yeah, it didn't work out for Canada. Uh, so there were Malaysians, Kanakas. Is that a thing? Sure. I think it's Quokas. Fair? Oh, quokkas? Uh, 
Portuguese and others, this multicultural ship would then look like an ordinary whaling ship. They sailed for a year, snagging one whale that made them to $11,000. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, maybe we are whalers. Yeah. Well, let's make it look super real. Yeah. By real, I mean let's live the rest of our life as whalers. Yeah. <laughs> no one will ever know. Yeah. Then they turned up and they showed it and it was salmon. <laughs> look, it terrible. wasn't easy to reel in, but most whales aren't. Yeah. Uh, that's a salmon. Nine pounds. Whoa. No, that's what a whale. They, oh, that's what definitely is a going on? What the, I, oh, you Jesus. are dictating right, the evening. Yeah, I don't... I don't, we don't... I mean, he's just chanting... Wow. I don't drink apple juice. That's okay. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> I'm going to drink it, but... It's okay, you're in Adelaide. Nothing bad ever happens here. Did I tell you'll you about fine. our TAFE course? You know, you'll be fine. There's a lot of churches here. You're fine. Yeah. You'll I be might fine. have to change my shoes. <laughs> they, uh, they actually had expected to get more whales yep. uh, than they got, and this was not because. A, but they had no knowledge. They had yeah. no skill. They went whaler. Who goes out were, being like, "We'll get two. Yeah, you they got were, one. Yeah, but that's a were, fucking. You walked into a whale. Yeah, yeah, but they were. You walked into a whale. They first did. of all, there's They're so many things wrong Pinocchio. with it. Fifteen Irishmen walk into a whale. <laughs> <laughs> Why the long face? I don't know. I'm a horse whale. <laughs> you know those horse whales? Yeah. Oh, God. God. You've heard them. They're so uppity-uppity. <laughs> clippity-clop, clippity-clop. Uh, so there's bad weather, and there's faulty navigation devices. Oh, so things are going well. Six Just crew... throw a hat in the water. You'll figure it out. Yes. Yeah. Six crew members jump ship in the Azores. Yeah. Or, or do they? Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, no. Six hats. They're gone oh, for sure. Fuck. Six hats. This is a disaster. There might be more. They just might have not been wearing hats. Are you crazy? Who the fuck doesn't wear a hat on a ship? Uh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> After well, that's the new life preserver. Yeah. Put on your hat so we know if you die. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Look at all the hats. This is a massacre. No, no, a wind just blew all the hats in. <laughs> I was just starting to get yeah. super emotional. Yeah. No. Fucking hell, I thought I'd lost the rest of you. Oh, no, we're, we're from a hat ship. Oh, for yeah. God's sake. I was going to say, how are there a thousand men on this ship? Because if you, if you look at the, the hats, yeah. there's a lot. They're just, there's no heads in the hats. It was like Adolf Hatner was on the ship. Yeah. Or in the front row. <laughs> Adolf Hitler. <laughs> uh, Makes you wear the hat sometime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On March 1st, eight, 1876, the ship arrived in Bunbury, Western Australia. The Finians, who had come ahead to meet up with the captain of the ship, uh, discussed the plans. Uh, oh, dead time. So you guys, you, you guys, guys do not know how to put glasses on the ground. Yeah. That's I've an Adelaide never... thing. It's what Adelaide's known for. Yeah. 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 Most of the, they're excited because they're allowed to use glass in this bar. Uh, I, I see why that's a rare rule. Wait, a I, uh, wait repeat what you just said again, David. Uh, about the glasses? Prior to that. 
so they, they, the Finians who were in Australia came to meet the, the two guys and the other ones who had been sent ahead of time came to meet with the captain on the ship. Okay. To talk about the plans. It's uh, a good time to talk about plans. Yes. Yeah. When you get there. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. The, all the uh, f- prisoners were always being shifted around their assignment, so all six needed to be outside the walls on the day of the escape. Anyone stuck inside would be left behind. Okay. Uh, on Sunday, April 15th, 1876, the prisoners received a message. They would make for the ship in the morning. We have money, arms, and clothes. Let no man's heart fail him. The men then went ahead to Fremantle and waited for the telegram. A week later, on Saturday afternoon, the ship stopped at a lighthouse near Rotten Nest. Near Rotten Nest? Yeah. Rotten Nest. Yeah. Rotten Nest. No, it's Rotten Nest. I don't know how, I don't yeah. know how you guys it have changed it around nest. so it doesn't sound like Rotten Nest. It's fucking Rotten Nest. Yeah, no, but, no, but for Australians, that's too long, so we just Rotten Nest. Well, okay, that well, makes more sense. I mean, we, we, sure, place, rotten we, sure, nest. we sure everything that's long and then anything that's a bit too short, we just make longer. Well, if it's Rotten Nest, of course you're going to f- punch it up. Sure. Yeah. No, it, it was originally just like a nest with shit in it. Yeah. And they were like, ah, oh, it's Rotten Nest. Yeah. And then they've... What? Rotto? No, I'm not doing Rotto. Rotto. I'm absolutely yeah. not doing Rotto. You guys need to figure some shit out. Yeah. The but then we'd have to took, talk to people in Fremantle. The captain took a whaleboat and headed for shore with six men. None of the men knew what they were doing. That's perfect. Perfect. Okay, so now we know why a lot of the whalers thought they were whaling, because they never knew what they were doing the whole time. Right. So they were trying wait, to get someone's hat back, crew, and they got a whale. The crew doesn't know there's an escape on. The crew's oh. been hired to be on a whaling ship. Wait, right. so there's a bunch of dudes who are like, guys, <laughs> Yeah. All that, right. Now, 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 now we understand why they caught the whale. Yeah. Because some people were fucking working. <laughs> Those guys were like, this is a horrible whale ship. Yeah. Oh, let's keep trying. Uh, put another worm on the hook. And not worms, what is motherfucker. Wrong? What the fuck is he talking about? What is wrong with that guy? Jesus Christ. We'll catch a, we'll catch a fucking whale. We'll try. Throw some candle in the water. Poochoos. <laughs> <laughs> So, he comes ashore with six men. They arrive at night and wait until morning, 20 miles up the coast from Fremantle Prison. It was Monday morning, April 16th. The two Finians cut the cable to Perth. Such a great time when you can just cut a cable. But it also sounds like they're, like, cutting the phones off in a bank. Like, it's just a cable between Perth and Fremantle. Still. They could have done it over weeks, and it still would have taken them forever to fucking find the cable. Yeah, true. But they're like, no, Jimmy! Snip! (laughs) (laughs) We've fucking done it. <laughs> Simpler times. <laughs> Miss these times. Uh, so those two guys got horses, wagons, and guns, and went to the rendezvous point with no idea how many of the prisoners would show. That's a good. That's good. That's good to know. because yeah. my guess is it's not going to be a good answer. Yeah. Well, no, the, it was a good day for a prison break. They're going to try and get sixteen men on a horse. That's yeah. what they're going to do. <laughs> Guinness books here. <laughs> Butterflies. Oh. <laughs> Clippity clop. <laughs> you can tell he's weighted down by the speed of his pace. So, <laughs> Clippity. Prisoner oh. Thomas Dara was out digging potatoes with no guard. Yeah. <laughs> In yeah, stereotype farm. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing a little green hat. <laughs> All these clovers are yeah. getting away of potatoes. <laughs> I hope I get that pot of gold. Oh. <laughs> He'll be right. 
Thomas Hassett and Robert Cranston were able to talk their way outside. Yeah. What happened in these prisons? It's you great. know what? It looks nice out there today. How about we get to go, we get to go skipping or something? You yeah. know, I would love to go pick some flowers for the rest of the prisoners. Yep. Yep. Okie dokie, just going to go. Yep. Can Let I me trade just, uh, shoes? Yeah, you were going to suggest that you trade my shoes yeah. right before I suggested you trade. Why don't you do it? No, you already did it. Oh, we're right. on the same wavelength. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't feel better about this. Pick some flowers. Martin Hogan was painting the warden's house. Michael Harrington and James Wilson lied, saying they were supposed to be painting the warden's house. Uh, See how it's all coming together? Yeah. You know what that's the equivalent of? That's when you say to your mum, I'm going to go and stay over Drew's house tonight. And Drew says to his mum, I'm going to go and stay at Greg's house tonight. And Greg says, I'm going to go and stay at Hamo's house tonight. And then you all hang out in the park and smoke some banana skins and drink some fruity lexia. And then at three in the morning, you think, fuck, I wouldn't mind going home. And you can't because you're meant to be staying at other people's houses. (laughs) (laughs) Or as I call Uh... it, growing up in Adelaide. I, I was totally, totally with that story until you said smoking banana peels. Well, that was early in the story. Um, <laughs> what happens when you smoke banana peels? Uh, you just kind of feel like you've gone down on a monkey. <laughs> so it's good. I, I blame the sixth one of this. <laughs> Who hasn't gone down on a monkey? Hands yeah. up. If you go down on a monkey, you could get Adelaide's. <laughs> Yeah, you've got to be careful. got to watch it. Put a banana skin on it, mate. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't peel. Don't peel. <laughs> the seventh Finian prisoner was left behind because he had attempted to cooperate with the British ten years before. I mean, that's okay. Yeah. He so grudges are held. He yeah. tried. Yeah, well, they're Irish. Yeah. You remember that fucking time? No. Then you're not coming. What? That's it for you. Wait. Remember when you were like, hey, can I talk to you? Yeah. And then they didn't? Right. Oh, fuck off. You're dying here. <laughs> you son of a bitch. We're never forgetting. When are we catching whales? You shit. <laughs> you shit on Mother Ireland. <laughs> Mother Ireland. You dirty cunt. I'm a whaler. We'll come back for you and cut you to pieces in another ship with more fellas. And less whaling. <laughs> The six Finian prisoners rolled up together. The prisoners climbed into, the, into a wagon that they had, and uh, they r- went 20 miles to Captain Anthony in the rowboat. At the prison, they realized the prisoners were missing within an hour. The prisoners reached the rowboat, but the Catalpa was far out at sea. They were going to have to row for hours and hours and hours. It's a good plan. Yeah, yeah. No, that's why you work out plans before you get to shore. They set out, but soon saw police on horseback and trackers arriving at the beach they just left. What did the horses sound like? It's like a clippity clappity clippity clappity clippity clappity clippity. So they were in a rush. Yes. <laughs> you could tell. Yeah. Very much so. Clippity 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 clippity. They were drunk. They almost cut out the cloppity. They're so fast. Yeah. Uh, clippity clippity. Then they had one person on the back as well. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that why helps. they're quicker. That definitely right? helps. Hamala 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 hamala. Oh, now hummala. they're fucking. <laughs> Humana, humana, humana. Oh, oh, and the one just coming up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were, 
So they're about half a mile out. Soon a Coast Guard cutter and a steamer were headed toward the rowboat. <laughs> steamer. <laughs> yeah, 42. Uh, Put a shirt on. Yeah. The guys in the rowboat put it into gear and hauled ass as fast as possible. Put it into gear. Fucking boom. Burnt some rubber. That's what they did. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah, they fucking... Floored it. Stop. Got a little tattoo on their arm. Fucking nice one. They floored it. Yeah. Gentlemen, they floored it. Yeah. 60 miles an hour. Yeah. One of the Finians pulled out a copy of a letter that he had just mailed to the British governor of Western Australia. It was the letter D. I just sent this to him. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? You sent him the whole fucking alphabet. Oh, there's another Didn't copy. Didn't have time and I don't know it all. Not this one. I mailed another one. This is oh, a copy right. of that one. <laughs> That's how you used to have to copy stuff. Right, one's done. Now, to show the fellas. <laughs> and he, he read it out loud to fire up the men to row faster. D! <laughs> Guys, go! You heard the motivation. I'll Move. read it out again. Move. D! Come on, could you want it more? Jesus Christ, he D. said it. Oh my God, imagine. D! Fucking hell, my shoulders are tired, but the motivation's there. I'll do it in caps. D! If you need a carrot on the end of the stick, you're crazy. He read the letter. I'll do it in testimony. D! Dig deep, everyone. You know why. I'll do it in wingdings. Eyebrow! <laughs> Every time Shit he just yells. got fonty. <laughs> I feel a burst of energy every time he yells D. Say it again. D! Oh, it's like getting shot in the ass with cocaine. <laughs> D! <laughs> That's a confident ass right there. <laughs> From what I hear. Oh. One that loves D in it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, a, that's a whole ring of confidence yeah. right there. So, this is the letter he read. This is to certify that I have this day released the, from the clemency of Her Most Gracious Majesty, Victoria, Queen of Great Britain, etc., etc. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. etc. Jesus. We know what etc. means. Now, when someone's going to lose skin off their dick. Yeah, yeah, someone's penis skin is gone. This dick is a skin. disaster. There's no, there's... And that's two etc. Oh, that's this... what... This side of the room has not heard the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, fucking what? Dicks off. This side of the room, when they listen to the podcast in the future, are going to realise that deserved more respect. <laughs> they gave it to right. him. There's the dick skin losing lovers over there. Etc., <laughs> etc. Etc., etc. Six Irishmen condemned to imprisonment for life by the enlightened and magnanimous government of Great Britain for having been guilty of the atrocious and unpardonable, unpardonable crimes known to the unenlightened portion of mankind. And everyone's like, fuck yeah, Jimmy! And they're rowing harder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a fucking great letter, lad. Portion oh. of mankind as love of country and hatred of tyranny. For Roll faster, you're hearing that shit. Of Irish assurance, my birth in blood being my full and sufficient warrant. Keep, ro- keep rowing. <laughs> oh, right, sorry. Keep rowing. rowing. forgot. Allow me to add that... Sorry, they're too long, boys. No, no I'm keep just rolling. so captivated. Just keep Allow- rolling. It's like I'm there. Just get to the boat. We won't have to hear the rest of the letter. Right, fuck. I prefer that asshole yelling out, D. That guy was great. What uh. happened to him? His hat's in the water. I'm worried. Uh. <laughs> Got a bad feeling. 
Allow me to add that in taking my leave now, if only to say a few cells I've emptied, I have the honor and pleasure of bid yon good day from all future acquaintance. Excuse me, I pray in the service of my country, John J. Preston. And it worked. Really? That yeah, they were all fired up. That fucking got them fired up. Wow. That is like, uh, I wish I had a, like a, 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 who's your Green Bay Packer famous coach? Uh, Excuse me, could you ask that in a weirder order, Yoda? The <laughs> stupid, the stupid <laughs> Green Bay coach <laughs> from the 60s. Coach of the NFL. Vince, Vince Lombardi. Vince, Vince it's like a Vince Lombardi speech. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's a little. What did you say? Oh, Yeah. He's, he's making an Adelaide reference. Malcolm Blight led the Adelaide Crows to two premierships in 97 and 98 over St Kilda and over North Melbourne. The best one was over North Melbourne because they had a player called Wayne Carey who was just a little bit of a cocksnap and ended up playing for the Crows and made it hard for some of us Adelaide people to feel good about that, but he didn't last long. And when he played against his old team, North Melbourne, he kind of flinched when one of the other players, Glenn Archer, got a bit fucking antsy See, with that him. See, that is a lot. Oh, sorry, Keep going. Oh, yeah. And uh, then he left. And uh, I'm, I'm rowing slow, uh, slower. Yeah. <laughs> so just keep rowing. And uh, Malcolm Blight uh, kicked a really big goal back in 1977 for North Melbourne. Uh, it was funny that we beat North Melbourne. And uh, anyway, look, Adelaide people are just really proud of those two wow. premierships, even though that Port Power now has more memberships. That's... <laughs> Hey, don't be the messenger. Adelaide people, if you didn't buy more memberships, you wouldn't be in this situation. Sorry for playing to the crowd, but there That's... you go. All right, all right. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can say anything about Adelaide, but once you bring up the footy, fucking people go fucking mental about it, mate. The Finians were thrilled. He sounds or just like Lombardi. Yeah. <laughs> From what I heard. I agree. Very Vince Lombardi-esque. 100%. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, so the Whalers, they were all thrilled, and they feverishly fowed, uh, rode. Bloop. They could now see the Catalpa in the distance, but it looked like the steamer would get to them first. The steamer. And the wind was picking up. The, then, wind. the wind often is picking up before a steamer. Yeah. It always starts with the wind, and then you'll get left with the steamer. 42. <laughs> are we the only ones who understand how great these jokes are? Yeah, I feel like. Okay. Sometimes you've got to do some for yourself. <laughs> That's the steamer. And the wind. <laughs> That's, a, that's our new movie, <laughs> Steamer and the Wind. No, a bombard. Not doing well, but no. it's out there. Yeah. It did well. Uh, it's a cult. It did. It's a cult favorite. Oh, well, yeah. Listen, I'll take it. Yeah. Need a pop. Then darkness came. Ah. Never oh. good. Never good. The wind continued to increase. Waves crashed down on the overloaded boat. Captain Anthony was calm. As usual. Yeah. <laughs> Not God. freaking out. Ordering Not blocking this. people. Yeah. Captain Anthony at the Twitter helm is fine. Yeah. Ordering them to bail out the boat while rowing, but he didn't think they'd make it. In well, the they morning, can't do both. Bail out the boat while rowing? That's six guys. Row, bail, row, bail, row, bail. Yeah. All right. <laughs> In the morning, the steam arrived at the Catalpa. Yeah. Uh, and the captain asked if he could come aboard. Sam Smith, who was now in charge of the Catalpa, said, not by, my, not by a damn sight. Fortunately, the steamer was now uh, low on fuel and was forced to return to shore. Oh, God. Good. They fucking got him. All right, turn around, boys. Right, turn around. We're dying. All right, nice try. Uh, the rowboat had made a dash for it and barely made it ahead of the cutter. From the cutter, the British yelled, 
We're not done with you yet. And Captain Anthony yelled, put to sea. And the Catalpa got underway, turning around, and then nothing. The wind went dead. Dead wind. The ship just sat there and sat there. In the morning, the steamer was back. Oh, yeah. That that was usually in the morning, isn't it, that you find that the steamer's back. I feel like they're catching up. You know what? If we just keep saying it, we'll win them over. (laughs) I almost quit, but then I think you just got me back on board. Never quit on a steamer. (laughs) You know how it is. Well, you have little choice. Yeah. Lord. (laughs) You quit once. I, I used to have perfect eyesight. I found some glasses today, but they didn't suit me. (laughs) Well done. Happy birthday. Thank you. You must have walked a while. Those look great on you. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So now the steamer's back, then it's armed with a 12-pound cannon. Oh, shit. Wow. They came back with some shit. Yeah. They're like, oh, they're not going anywhere because there's no wind. So let's go get some big fucking shit. Wow. When you come back, they'll still fucking be here. My mic's dead. <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's a spare one underneath the table you can use. So what I was saying was... <laughs> uh, the steamer pulled alongside. The Finians weren't having it. They grabbed rifles and guns and got ready to fight to the death. They brought guns to a cannon fight. Yeah. Yep. They're That's fucking the Chicago Finians. way. Yeah. That really these, is. Are, these are people who attacked Canada with a thousand guys. And almost won. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking Canada. Uh, too nice for their own good. Hey, uh, what do you need? Our country? Well, I don't know. Oh, God, you killed everyone. The whaling crew of the Catalpa decided to join in. They grabbed harpoons and got ready to have a go. They lo... Oh, thank you for more apple juice. Like, holy shit. For those of you listening, we just got... It's more. not... Yeah. I feel like you know what dad, I can't I feel wait like for is the gig at the here. Rhino Room. Guys, check out the Rhino Room gig. Yeah. Don't be foolish. Just going to be three guys in headlocks. <laughs> <laughs> and then after the support, we'll do the show. Um... Just yell D during each other's sets. I can do this. So all of the uh, crew grabbed harpoons and grabbed to go. They they had they had uh, they loaded the whale guns, and then the British fired across the Catalpa's bow. The British did. (laughs) Yeah. My part's the British. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Uh, oh, do you want to read my stage direction again so that I can come I'll, in I'll read as a natural character? Oh, thank you. Okay. The British then fired across Catalpa's pile. Heave to! Captain, what for? Captain Anthony replied. <laughs> You've escaped prisoners on board that ship. You're mistaken. There are no prisoners aboard this ship. They're all free men. May I come aboard? No. <laughs> I could see the prisoners on deck. But everyone on the deck was a crew member. The Finians were below. You are amenable to British laws. Have to or I'll blow your mast out. I know no British laws. I am bound for sea. I cannot wait. I'll give you 15 minutes to surrender. May I come aboard, sir? 
No! Captain Anthony then had an idea. He pointed to the flag on the ship, which was an American flag. This ship is sailing under the American flag, hey, and she my is part. Our... Oh. <laughs> no, I think that's my part. Well, yeah, I no. was committed to the loin. Yeah, I made a mistake. Sorry about that. That's mine. You've recast the last line. In the middle of the bit, yeah. This is tough to hear. Okay. Ta. I'll give you 15 minutes to surrender. May I come aboard, sir? No, I'm good. Thank you. Captain Anthony then had another idea. He pointed to the flag again on the ship, which was still an American flag. (laughs) (laughs) This ship is sailing under the American flag and she is on the high seas. If you fire on me, I'll warn you that you're firing on the American flag. Well, we're not foolish. We know that that means everyone will die. That's got fucking drones. <laughs> we appreciate you spreading so much bloody freedom everywhere. Been a real luxury for everyone. Hope you're enjoying it. <laughs> Good calls all around over there, USA. They continued the story. <laughs> Want to by compliment way, you on your foreign policy as well. By the way, congratulations on having a, a, a leader of a country who uh, is shitting in the polls and then starts bombing another country. Yeah. It's never been done. No. <laughs> never been done. We saw that movie years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you learned from the uh, best. So this was a bit of a situation now for the British. Then the wind started up again. You know what's coming? God loves the Irish. (laughs) So the The wind's up. So that so the British are now just thrown because like uh, they one percent chance they're Americans, (laughs) and the wind starts like fuck it. (sighs) If they are that one (laughs) percent, right? That's what's happening. (laughs) I'm doing some bottom lining work, or am I? Um, I'm going to let you flounder on that one. Just flog me. (laughs) (laughs) The mainsail went up and off went the Catalpa. Uh, The steamer followed for an hour, but they clearly weren't sure about firing on an American ship in international (laughs) waters, and they turned around. Yeah, of course. Pull a Yui. Just before the Catalpa arrived in the U.S., the city marshal of New Bedford received a letter. D! Well, that was an easy read. Yeah. Finally arrived. I've been waiting for that letter all day. I got my letter. It's the beginning of Sesame Street. (laughs) I can't wait for my number. (laughs) Nine! Now Adolf Hipster's back into it. (laughs) Oh, sorry. The number. Right. Sorry. I I thought the podcast changed language for a moment. I get it. I appreciate that one person clapping. It's real skills to make everyone clap, but when you can make one person clap, that's fucking ninja skills, my friends. Better. It's better. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much so, better. You've connected. Yeah, with that person. One person. I don't need anyone oh, else. Oh, that rhino room show. Starting right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think we're on stage now. This oh, was right. a bit of a situation, obviously. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, so the, the Catalpa uh, takes off. Arri- before it arrives in the U.S., the city marshal of New Bedford gets this letter. It was from the superintendent of police, M.A. Smith of Perth. Ma Perth. Smith. Of Perth. Perth. Perth, either way. 
It's actually just a purse drunk. with a lisp. Yeah. Perth. 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 Yeah. Oh, uh, you just keep all of your change inside of your purse. Yeah. It's simple. Sir, I beg to inform you that on the 17th, the Imperial convicts named the margin absconded from the convict settlement at Fremantle in this colony. They escaped from the colony in the American whaling bark Catalpa G. Anthony, master. This bark is from New Bedford, Massachusetts, USA. The convicts were taken from the shore in a whaling boat belonging to the Catalpa, manned by Captain Anthony and six of the crew. The abettors were Collins, Jones, and Johnson. I attach a description of each of the absconders and have to request that you will be good enough to furnish me with any particulars you may be able to gather concerning them. I have the honor to be, sir, your obedient servant, M.A. Smith. Unfortunately, the officer in charge of the police department at New Bedford, Massachusetts, was Henry Hathaway. The same Henry Hathaway, who was the captain of the second ship that helped O'Reilly to gain his freedom, (laughs) and who had manned the entire crew of the Catalpa. (laughs) Perfect. So this is... uh so now this has turned into a carry-on movie. That's yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, that's the so no help there. <laughs> uh, it took four months for the Catalpa to arrive in New York. A crowd of thousands greeted them. They had a Finian procession up Broadway. They then sailed to New Bedford. Same crowds. Cannons were blasted. A public reception was given. John O'Reilly gave a speech. George DeVoy, Anthony, and others were called heroes, a label greatly helped by the writings of O'Reilly in the pilot. Word of the Fremantle Six prison break spread around the world. The cost of the operation was $25,000. Nice. $700,000 in today's money. Right. Lucky those guys with the five grand turned up. <laughs> For the people paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> That's a callback. Shit. A numerical callback. <laughs> yeah. The British weren't happy. They accused... Hang the... on, what? The British weren't happy. I know. No. That is so weird. No. 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 Not happy. We will not accept it. Too salty. Where are their hats? Undercooked. And their shoes. Undercooked. <laughs> Bloody raining. And... Uh, they accused the US Watery. Of... <laughs> I'll stop. No, no, go. Why? Man, just not what was advertised, was it? <laughs> Bloody Germans got their towels out before us. Yeah. <laughs> Believable website painted it better. <laughs> We're all sick. Our teeth can't chew. That is authentic British. Our teeth can't chew. Mm, my teeth can't chew. Too watery. It slips between the gaps. <laughs> What's floss about? <laughs> Just like jumping rope in between molars. We've all been there.
I'm good. Yeah, let's go. We got a show. <laughs> the, uh, the British accused the U.S. of fermenting terrorism. You fermented terrorism! Again! You'll never turn the tables on us! With your fermentation? Or terrorism? Yes. Bloody watery, wasn't it? <laughs> Eventually, the British came around and said that it was a good thing because the Finians were just an expensive nuisance and they no longer had to take care of them. Thank you. Have some sandwiches. Fair. Well done. Quote, The United States are welcome to any number of disloyal, turbulent, plotting conspirators to all their silly machinations. But the Fremantle Six were in, uh, in uh, shit shape after years of hell. They were broken men, but the story of their escape inspired the Irish uh, for generations. So come, you screw warders and jailers. Remember Perth Regatta Day. Take care for the rest of your Finians, or the Yankees will steal them away. Uh-huh. John fucking O'Reilly. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out that poetry came in handy. Yeah. Yeah, finally. That bitch yeah. came back. <laughs> it took a long fucking time, yeah. Jesus. Thank God he kept up his skills on that wall <laughs> with his yeah, boot he, shoes. He, he was the family's best poet. Yeah. The other ones. Did you see the other ones? Oh, my God. Fuck, hickory dickory ducks. Uh, the, Someone yeah. stole. <laughs> cock, cock. Put cock in there. Stop suggesting cock. Every I'm time a member of this family. But every time we're writing a lyric, all you suggest is cock. Yeah. Now, I have a there once was a man from a town. <laughs> Thoughts? Don't say cock. cock. There once was a man, man from a town who liked to suck a big cock. Ah, you'll never make it. <laughs> years we'll use later, you for the middle stanza. Years later, he's sitting Look. on his giant pile of cock money. They said I wouldn't do it. Let's try him on something else. Yeah. There was a man from Nantucket. Mm-hmm. Whose? I can't think of anything. <laughs> there once was a man from Nantucket. He was also from that town you were talking about then. Jesus. <laughs> I hope John O'Reilly writes something beautiful. This is unfucking believable. Yeah. What are it, the odds? Yeah, he's not my child. How about his cock was so long he could suck it? That doesn't make sense. Oh, for fuck's sake! It's all about the cock. Fucking nightmare. Fuck's sake. John O'Reilly continued to write for the pilot uh, in poems and novels. He was a leading political voice in the Irish community. He died in 1890. He suffered from horrible insomnia. Some said it was because he was torn in so many directions and had a hard time keeping up. He took some of his wife's sleeping pills on August 9th, 1890 and was found dead. That was all those hats. Just well, I mean, they, yeah, when they found him dead, they just found a hat in a bed, and they were yeah. like... Well, he must be gone. Well, he's dead for sure, look. He must be dead. His hat's there. That's his hat. His kids are dead, too. Yeah. Did you see the cat? Two cats? small hats. Yeah, I Two saw the cat. Hats. Yep. Cat's gone. Cat, the cat's A little gone. novelty cat hat. Yeah, the cat hat, the two kids' hats, his hat. They're fucked. Sad. So young. So many Can hats. I say something? Huh? Cock. Ah, uh, you with Excuse the Excuse me, sir, get out of here. You're obviously not part of this. We know the man's dead. His hat's there. Oh, cock. Hang on, he's left us a letter. Let me just open it up. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Christ, that's long. <laughs> yeah, I know. He just kept riding. I thought it would just be D, but that's long. Yeah, I know. Jesus. Turns out that arsehole turned out to be quite loquacious at the end. <laughs> I, I feel like we shouldn't use words like loquacious. <laughs> to be Dave, honest, I... do what I do. Just pretend you get it. To be honest, I just pulled a muscle in my jaw saying it. <laughs> Officer. I don't have anything else to say. So it feels like we're at the end. That was it. That was the end. Okay, he died. Great. Good okay, he died. So that, at the end, was... he died. Yeah. No, they found his hat. We know he died. Yeah. He's fucking dead. Found his like, hat. You know. Like maybe he's still out there. Writing poetry. Inspiring Finians to do whatever the fuck Finians do now. They, they still break people out of Australian prisons. Right. Oh, do they really? Yep. On right. boats. They better start listening to this fucking podcast. It's the yeah. only thing stoking that fire. Yeah. <laughs> you could get them as sponsors. Yeah. The Finian sponsor. Oh, my God. I would love to have Finian sponsorship. Yeah. Oh, to good. get a Finian movement behind this? Oh, yeah. That's Fuck. what we need. Let's do yeah. this shit. I would uh, love halfway through a story where you have to stop to give a plug to the Finians. Yeah, if they start like funding us and we have to start doing like pro Finian stuff, like, okay, hey, it's about so... that time of the show where I just need to say the Finians have new caps, which yeah, you can get if you're thinking about Finians. killing yourself. You know, just, you'll never have a better night's sleep. Go ahead and uh, you know give money to them. We're, we're still going to get the fucking Brits out of the north. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's our Finian moment. What time do you have, Dave? Uh, Thank you, sir. You understand how the end of a podcast goes. 1040. <laughs> Talk 10:40. to the others. You know, I'm so, coming back. I'm crawling back to you. So, I, uh, so what you're saying is our show at the Rhino Room started 10 minutes ago. It started ago. 10 minutes ago. I wonder how it's going. I'm hoping, by a round of applause, who has already bought a ticket for the show at the Rhino Room? Okay. He's hoping who, that... Who after the show will not buy a ticket at the Rhino Room? Ah, oh, I felt like we you were into you it. it. You're the only one we want now. Yeah. You see how that works? We're going to have to win you over. That's how it works in comedy. <laughs> Everyone's loving you, but you just keep centering on the person that's not having a good time. Approve. 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 Hey! We don't need it, uh, All right, so we should go. Yeah, well, we're going to be signing posters over here. Yes. Me and you. Yeah. He's going to go to the rhino room and start the show. Yeah, smart. He should, because it started 10 minutes ago. Yeah. So, thank you very much for coming out, Adelaide. Uh, we appreciate the fuck out of it. We love you. Happy birthday, Dave Anthony. Sell posters right over there. But really, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this... Uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, 
Bristol September 22nd and Cardiff September 24th and then in November I'll be in Australia November 10th almost sold out I think I'll be in Melbourne Australia then I will be in Northbridge Australia on November 15th Adelaide November 16th Canberra November 17th Brisbane November 18th and then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets Garmy let's get at it after it let's see you there hey there people listening to the dollop uh this is gareth yes the same guy i listen i have a new podcast called we're here to help that i'm doing with my friend jake johnson it's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't but we try to help people with problems that are important to them you can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts and it is out right now so go listen to we're here to help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. 